Bow your heads with me. Lord, today we are grateful and we thank you that you are the author of life. You are the prince of peace. You are the sustainer of life and for that we give honor and glory to your matchless name. We are blessed beyond our ability really to understand it. And yet in your own sovereign way and sovereign will, you have blessed and have kept us and have provided for us beyond our ability to understand. We, we don't have enough to pay you, but we can say thank you. And we honor and bless you and love you for who you are. Now, would you help us to hear the word of God today? May we be attuned to this word. If truth is not spoken in the church, God, where will it be spoken? It's not spoken in government oftentimes, not through the state. But you have commanded us to preach the word of God when people want to hear as well as when they do not I have a mandate to give the word of God, so I pray that the empowering Holy Spirit will give me the strength and lead me to give this message. May God, you will be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to acknowledge our guests that are here that we met during the greeting time. I want to thank you for both of your presence here. You are welcome. You may have a seat today. You may, oh, you're, you're back. I know it's some, some medical things. But we are, we're thank, you know what, you, but you made it, even though there's some pain. We are glad that you are here. The, the rain has kept some people away. God bless them. Just tell them that we hope to see them Tuesday or Wednesday. Y'all, I expect y'all to call them. Don't, don't. Y'all didn't say nothing. Y'all going to call them and say, hey, we missed you. Oh, y'all still didn't say nothing. So. <laughs> God is an awesome and a sovereign and a wonderful God. And we thank God that he does not shy away from difficult topics. Things that need to be said. Do you not know that if you want truth, this is a wonderful place to read and to be and to look. The Bible is incredible. It shows the wonderful highlights as well as the failures of the children of God, people that just royally royally blew it in the Bible. God doesn't hide it. He makes it plain. He states it. And so when God does that, it is wonderful that he doesn't try to keep the bad things from coming to light, but he shows it so that we can learn from it. Today I'm going to read several passages of Scripture and go into the topic or the message that I will be presenting. I'll give the title. You may have seen even the title as you came into the driveway or even up the stairs. But if you would, if you would turn with me, and our Anisha had to work today so we don't have the scriptures on the board. If you don't have your Bible, you can just listen. But I'm going to be in, in Exodus. If you would turn to Exodus chapter 21, if you have your Bible. Exodus chapter 21. I'm going to read passages there as well as in Genesis and Psalm. Exodus 21, beginning at verse 22. I will be reading Exodus 21, 22 through 25. Then as I go to the next one, I'll give that to you. I'm going to kind of be working backwards as I read. So most of the time when we read, kind of read forward. But I'm going to read and then in some of the passages go backwards. 
Exodus chapter 21, and based on the version that you have, yours may read just a little bit differently than mine. This is what it says. When men strive together, that means if they had a, a fight, and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him. And he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. This one chapter back. This is what it says. You shall not murder. In the book of Genesis, go back to the very first book of the Bible, and if you would turn to chapter 9, I'm going to read verse number 6. Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, and this is what it says. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Turn to Genesis chapter 5. It's a few chapters back. And verse number 1. Genesis 5, 1 says, This is the book of the generations of Adam when God created man. He made man in the likeness of God. Genesis chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. And the Lord said, he's talking to Cain, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened his mouth, its mouth, to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. I told you I'm going to be working backwards. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis 1, 28 reads, And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And the final passage, if you turn right near the middle of your, well, in the book of Psalms, near the middle of the Old Testament. If you go to Psalms chapter 8. We say Psalms when we're referring to more than one book, but when we get to a particular chapter, we say Psalm without the S. Psalm chapter 8, beginning at verse 3. I'm going to read verses 3 through 9. Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 through 9, and this is how it reads. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? 
Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. Your Bible may even say angels. And crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. And also the beasts of the field. The birds of the air and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name and all the earth. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of his incredible word. As a title for this message, I have given God's image must be protected, especially the baby in the womb. God's image must be protected especially the baby in the womb. Without question, we are the crowning of God's creation on earth. Please do not get it wrong. You are not God. Don't get it wrong. You can never be God. But you are the crowning glory of his work on this earth. But you can reflect the glory of God as you have been made in his incredible image. When we fail to understand our place and our role in this life, we will think and act as if God has relinquished his authority to us to violate his standard. God will never relinquish his authority to us in order that we will violate his laws. Never throughout the Bible do we find abortion sanctioned, But we find that God provides protection for the mother and the unborn. In New York and Virginia, this just in the last few days, 2019, God's design of protecting children in the womb so that they would be born was further mocked by outrageous abortion laws and even infanticide descriptions by the governor in New York or the governor in Virginia. The fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden, the fall of mankind, has continued to display how far mankind will go to show their disregard and utter contempt for God's ways. I'm going to be dealing with primarily one point and several things under that. Point one is this. There is a price to pay even when there is an accident. So today people have set laws to protect animals, plants, dirt. Water, trees, bushes, roses, and the list goes on, but have sought hard to not only take the life of the baby in the womb, but to now be so bold as to take the life of the child when it is even born. While some people say a, a border wall is not necessary, and some have even said a wall is immoral, the legislative body in New York has applauded, given high five, hugged each other in the legislature when they passed further laws to take the life of the child right up to the ninth month. So who protects the child in the womb? As a therapist, when I've had to deal with, at times, a mother who has lost a child, Through abortion, they oftentimes will come back later grieving because of the decision that they made when younger, not knowing the full impact 
that it would have on their life. God forgives every sin. He forgives everything. But there's oftentimes internal turmoil and stress throughout life when decisions that we've made, with the decisions that we have made. Who protects the child in the womb? Many mothers grieve birthdays and holidays. It's a child that has been aborted. Please don't let someone tell you that there's no pain. There is pain. Many people that you have even voted for have signed the death warrant for children oftentimes. Put people in places so that they would govern and act accordingly, but somehow the child is not protected. Throughout the word of God, the Bible, the Lord talks, especially in the book of Genesis, about his image. The fact that we are made in the image of God. And that image has to be protected because you were created uniquely to represent and to house the king of glory. You have the ability to think, to reason, to feel emotions, to respond. You have been given incredible things. In fact, you have even been given the privilege to rule over this land. That's a great responsibility. And to even have parents be able to bring children into the world. No longer does there need to be an FBI list of the ten most dangerous people. Sanctuary laws are created to protect the guilty and the government, and many people have signed the death warrant for babies. Yes, the flyer says, wanted, dead, or alive. If found alive, we'll bring the innocent fetus and baby to justice. Just give us time and opportunity to enact our laws. If the book of Exodus... Rather, in the book of Exodus, we find a very interesting situation. Protecting the mother and the unborn child. If two men were fighting, and they happen to hit a pregnant woman, and the child comes out, or prematurely, the Bible says that the husband could impose a penalty, and a third party, a judge, would enact whatever the penalty was. Even if there was an accident... There had to be a price that was paid. If the woman happened to lose a child through a miscarriage, whatever the cost was, that person, according to the law under the Old Testament, had to pay with their own life. If a limb was lost. You see, in the Old Testament, thank God for grace in the new. But understand that the law basically tells you This is the penalty. You see, the law doesn't have mercy. It just tells you this is what's wrong and this is the penalty that has to be paid. And so when we consider the fact of a mother having lost a child, the perpetrator or the person that caused the injury had to pay with their life or foot for foot, whatever the cost was. I am shocked today that life has been so cheapened That criminals go free and a helpless, defenseless child has no protection. Imagine that the child is to be protected and if the mother, the father, those that are making decisions don't protect the child, who then protects the child? The church has a responsibility to speak truth whether the world wants to hear it or not. If the church is silent, who speaks and tells the truth? In the Bible, a woman's choice is nowhere mentioned in Scripture. You see, in the Bible, it was so utterly 
important to have children, that when a woman didn't have children or could, didn't, couldn't bear, it was oftentimes looked at, uh, she was scorned as there was a major problem. Women longed to have children. Oftentimes the child was to be the provider for the family when the father passed off the scene. That's why the, the oldest would oftentimes get a double portion so that he could take care of the mother or the family members. Do you not know that in the family, the family was to help take care of other family members that were disabled, but there was not the responsibility of the family to take care of a person that was just lazy and refused to work. There were even laws, as I digress briefly, there were even laws that said in order to help the poor, the people that were in the land had to make sure that when they gleaned and went to their field, that they didn't glean all the way to the edges so that those who were less fortunate could be able to go out and be able to get something. But they weren't going to go out and pick it for them. They had to go themselves. Today, people don't want to go get their own things. They, they, they don't want to take responsibility to say, God gave me the ability to go and help and to go get work and to be able to uh, work for what I need. So today what we have is that we have a culture that oftentimes depends on others rather than say, God, you've given me the ability to help. Now, if I need help, would you bless me to be able to do what I can? Nothing wrong with that. Thank God for help. The Bible is full of compassion and ways of helping people, but it was always important that people understand that there was a responsibility that they had. How interesting that in Exodus, that the accident to the child required a penalty. An accident, an accident. When there's no accident and there's a further act of volition, what happens when a person acts themselves to do something that God says should not take place? Now let me correct some erroneous thinking today. There has yet to be a case depicting that a child's life should be in when a mother's life is at risk. You sometimes will hear, well, abortion should take place if the mother's life is at risk. Let me just share this with you. Even in medical journals, they have not found that to be the case. Now, in the Old Testament, would the death occur at times in, 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 uh, during childbirth? Yes. But C-sections happen today. The child didn't have to lose its life. And so that is a false argument that is often perpetrated today for protection. No, 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 no. The child could be delivered. There could be complications. But we live in a culture today that says that we don't want to recognize God's image. Thank God that the Lord didn't allow my parents to abort me. I, 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 I'm looking forward to heaven. Now, Abortions have occurred. People have gone through. God forgives. The Lord heals. But what we don't want to be is a culture that advocates and supports something that is nowhere sanctioned in the Bible. And in fact, the Bible condemns. There's a word that we discussed on Wednesday night in Bible study called paradigmatic, or some may even say paradigmatic. Paradigmatic. What does the word paradigmatic mean. We discussed that one Sunday quite some time ago. In the Bible, there were laws 
But when we think of laws, we think of laws that are to help and to restrain. We have the Ten Commandments. But the Lord gave 613 laws in the Old Testament. But every situation that a person could experience was not covered in the Word, in these laws. And so what was to happen if there was a certain case that there was not a law to deal with a person's issue? Well, paradigmatic means that there had to be the law that was closest to the thing that you were dealing with, and the principles or that law had to be applied, paradigmatic. And so there was the, the ability to take a look at what does the law say about a similar situation if there's nothing particular about what this person is dealing with. Find the closest law and apply it. Nowhere in the scriptures do we find, new or old, Anything advocating the taking of the life. Only God has the right to take and to remove, to take and to place. Only God retains that. There was a pagan, idolatrous act that was taking place with people that were sacrificing their children to Molech, an idol god. They were literally burning their children in the fire. And the Lord said, children of Israel, I am going to take you into the land, but you are not to carry on the practices that the nations that I am driving out before you are doing. You are not to practice what they're doing. They are involved in child sacrifice. Don't do it or I will come and remove you from the land. So God gave clear warning. But after they got into the land, lo and behold, they began to practice the very things that God had condemned. So who protects the image of God? Clearly, many political leaders are not the ones. Well, it must be the church that cries out for protection of the child made in the image of God. A lot of bugs are protected, but the child's life has been put on the hit list of the government and many in society. That's a sad state of affairs. Trees are protected, and people will climb a tree and stay there so they can't cut it down. But the woman who's bearing a child in the womb, cannot get a fair hearing. The child can't get a fair hearing. A child, according to the governor of Virginia, just within the last few days, can be delivered and then a conversation ensue to determine what we should do with the child, especially if it has difficulties. Do we resuscitate it? Do we not? Parents, what do you think? What happens when life is cheapened by those who make laws? Where does the church stand? Does the church say, enough's enough? Or does the church begin to mimic the talking points and say, well, you know, every situation is different. Show me in the word of God where the Lord sanctions what's being sanctioned today. If we live according to the word, we must follow the precepts of the word of God that says life is precious. Because why? We've been made in the image of the of God. Who protects that child in the womb? If the church does not stand up, who will stand up and say this child is made in the image? So people are not satisfied being made in the image. They want to be God themselves and act as if they have power to overrule God's righteousness. There has not been one successful case today that has been able to usurp God's power. God's power stands alone.
Jesus told his disciples when they were trying to claim greatness and were having a talk and a conversation on the road, who is the greatest? And when the Lord questioned them about what they were talking about, they refused to answer because they were embarrassing the Lord. Took a child. It says, unless you become like this child in character, humble, in the sense of innocent, you can't be great. He didn't say that it was a problem trying to achieve greatness, but greatness is achieved by humbling yourself. So for God's image, so if God's image is going to be protected, it must involve the baby in the womb. The church must speak up. The church can't stand silent and say, oh, I belong to this party. I always voted this way. What is that person saying? Do you check? Say, What's your stance on life? Today, many people are more interested in what they believe is global warming. Lord, help us. God says the sun will rise and set. The days will remain the same until he says so. Someone just recently said in 12 years, the world is coming to an end because of global warming. So now we have another person predicting the end of the world. No one knows when the world will end. Everyone who predicts has gone off the scene sooner or later, and the world and the earth remains. When will we learn and understand that God is in control even when this world is going crazy? God is in control. So will the church stand up and say, I will represent what God says, even though I may not be a person that they consider to be popular. So today more people are concerned about a hat with writing on it than the life of a child. How sad that they'll speak up about a hat with writing on it, but allow the child to die and to advocate child loses its life. Backwards. How backwards? The Lord is watching. Where does the church stand? What will the church say? What will the church do? Will the church stand for life and say this child is made in the image? Even if a person says, you know, I've been there. Done it. But God has forgiven me. I stand for life. Even in Roe versus Wade, a person had a change of heart later in life. Came to know the Lord. Fought hard to reverse even that decision that she was wanting. Don't tell me God can't work on the heart of anybody. We live in a culture today where God shows his glory and his work. And we better take note that God one day is judging, is going to judge. And in fact, he already has and is. But sometimes the judging is missed. There will be an ultimate judgment day. But will the church stand up and will the church say enough is enough? The child in the womb is made in the image of God. That child needs to be protected. Bow your heads. We have a great responsibility, Lord, in this place. A tremendous privilege to represent you. You said in the book of Psalms that you made man a little lower than the angels. and Crowned him with glory. You have placed him over your creation, the fish, the birds, the sea. You've given them the ability to rule. And that means there's responsibility there. And so because, Lord, you have given men this responsibility, that means that we also have to be 
ready to understand that we have to be willing to answer the questions that God, you give and raise. May we take seriously the privilege that you have given us to be able to reflect and to show the glory of God in this world. We don't have to be mean about it. We don't have to be rude. But we can say this is what the word says. This is what I believe because the Bible says this. We are made in God's image. Therefore, I will represent the king of glory. So today, God, we pray that we will take personal reflection ourselves. That we will hunger for righteousness. We will be careful and mindful of the influence that we have and use it in the right way. Today, we love you. We thank you. We bless you for your word. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. So, Lord, if there's decisions that we all need to make, may we do it. There's letters that need to be written. May we do it in such a way that's respectful and yet, Lord, addresses the issue that needs to be. May we vote for righteousness. May we respond to holiness. May we be careful, Lord, of what we say and do that goes against the word of God. May we not do anything that goes against your word, but may we stand and say, this is what God says. You have really blessed us. May we recognize the authority that you've given to the church, to your people. And now because many in this place are Christians, Lord, we represent you. We bear your image. So today we pray that we will act accordingly. We love you and we honor you. And we praise your matchless and glorious name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As mentioned, it would be a tough message, but this is what the Lord has given me today. I encourage you just to reflect as you leave here and as you get your items today. Just reflect how good God is, that he loves life. He created life, made us in his image. God bless you.